This week, we answer more of life's tough questions, like, are you addicted to woke points? And, do you want to get high with your pet? You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Reports, where we are in the middle, uh, still in the middle of hot podcast summer, and we vaccinate the masses against fake outrage and all the variants of fake outrage. Uh, so don't worry, Delta and Lambda Outrage, you're vaccinated by listening to this podcast. My name is Sandeep Sen, with me as always, the remote now, Phil Causey. Yes, we're doing uh, a remote episode this week. Uh, now that we know how to do these, we'll be, these will be not all the time, but every now and then when we, uh, for whatever reason, the logistics don't match up. But we learned well during uh, the pandemic because we did almost a whole year of these. So we, we've we're mostly know now corporations, You know how corporations have learned to do now mm-hmm. seamlessly integrate remote work with in-person. Yep. And then they're, they're going to keep that at, as the pandemic goes, goes away. Uh, that's what we're doing. We're like a corporation. Well, yeah, we're like a, we're doing a, the hybrid model for our ourselves and our guests, as they call it. Right? That's that's what what it's called, the hybrid model. Hybrid. Yes. Yeah. It's a good word. Yes. Well, I know a lot of people that are quitting their jobs and or applying for new ones, and that's like a thing. You know, you're asking for you ask for medical or vacation days or dental or whatever, but that's like part of the package now. I know a lot of people that are like, yeah, no, if I have to go in more than three days a week, I'm not taking the job. So here at the fake outrage report, we're no exception to that. We only we only show up at the office sometimes, <laughs> I guess, for this podcast. This is going to be a remote episode, which is weird because all three of us are in New York City. I am in uh, Brooklyn. You are in Brooklyn. And our guest today, Jenny I'm in Sarah. Times Square. You're, oh, you live in Midtown. I didn't know that. I live in Times Square. Yeah. No shit. So, yeah, you live. Yeah. Yes. So we are all geographically within probably less than a mile or two of each other because we're both mm-hmm. in the very west end of Brooklyn. And I didn't know there was residences in Times Square. I know even New Yorkers are very surprised that I live in Times Square, but I do live in Times Square proper. And the reason I know I live in Times Square proper is because when I tried to apply for Manhattan Plaza before I had my SAG card and everything, I thought that you could apply if you were a resident of time of Hell's Kitchen. So I thought I lived in Hell's Kitchen. So when I applied, they sent me a note that's like, no, bitch, you live in Times Square. (laughs) That's interesting. I didn't know that SAG uh, had like residential rules like that i didn't i didn't well it was it was no no no. it's it's a set it's the actor building so it was either for you either had to be in one of the unions or live in the neighborhood so that way they don't displace people so this is before i had my sag card so Mm -hmm. i was going to do it as a resident of the neighborhood and then i found out i live in Times square oh that that's wait do do what as a resident of the neighborhood okay so let's say um you're going to erect a new building in she said your build, they're going to erect a new building in in your building right they're going to knock down your building and but so you have first dibs as being a displaced person of the neighborhood who you have first dibs to live there yeah <laughs> oh very interesting all right a little, so, a little new york uh, real estate uh oh trivia. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i got all your new york history i, I got you on that I, yeah, you're, I yeah and you're a native new yorker yeah you've been here for yeah. quite a while yeah i'm a native new yorker so well, i know my shit she knows yeah, all the tricks my, my follow-up question wasn't uh you know you live in times square there's there's residences my follow-up question is why would you live in times square but you already mentioned that you already you well, already answered that question that you have to yeah, live there yeah, for a certain thing 
Well, yeah, I well, I don't live in Manhattan Plaza. I never got in. Even now, now I'm on. A, I've been on a 20 year waiting list. Literally 20 years, I've been waiting for a place in Manhattan Plaza. So, um, what happens is every year they send me a letter say, "Do you still want to be on the waiting list?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I have nothing to lose." Um, uh, but I actually prefer living in Times Square, even though Manhattan Plaza is just a block away. I like living. My I live the trains. Listen, all roads lead to 42nd Street. I never have a problem getting a cab, yep. a train, a bus. No, all roads lead to 42nd Street. A tickle me Elmo uh, sighting at 2 a.m. Yes. It's all there in Times Square. Why do what's Manhattan Plaza and why do you want to live Ma- there? Uh, oh, Manhattan Plaza is well, actually um, that's where Larry David lived across the street from a guy named Kenny Kramer. And uh, that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. All those Kramer stories on Seinfeld from Manhattan Plaza, Manhattan Plaza, that's where Alicia Keys lived. It's artist housing. It's artist housing or so when they build it, you have to have, you have to make some of your money from the arts. You have to be in SAG or an equity or a musician and you have, and then you apply and you live in subsidized housing. There's a few, there's a, there's a few of them. So that one at that, when I applied, I didn't have, I wasn't in the unions yet. So I, I thought I fell under the neighborhood clause, but I didn't. But okay. then I applied again once I got my um my my um my SAG card. But uh the, the other question, I live my building is 15, well 16 if you count the uh what's 15 because it's not a 13th floor, but there's a mezzanine. Um 15 stories and uh I used to be able to see the ball drop on the roof. We have a beautiful rooftop here. It's it's a garden. They, there's a garden club, and they grow vegetables and stuff. I wanted to ask so, that actually. Are you uh, is your apartment high up enough off the ground that it's semi quiet, or do you hear all the hustle and bustle of? Oh Times well, Square? believe it or not, I live so I used to be able to see the ball drop from the from the roof, and then Reuters erected a bigger bigger building, and she then now I can't again. see. I said erected. <laughs> um, they they brought another build another building, so I couldn't. Um, I can't see the ball drop anymore. However, I live on the fourth drop. floor. I said ball <laughs> drop. I live on the fourth floor and I live on a secondary street. So basically I live on it's I live on 43rd Street. So um, which is where the ball drops. The ball drops here to my east. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually because of the secondary street, it's only my building, the old New York Times building, and uh the Westin and what, what what was the Carter Hotel, but it's now been being refurbished. Um, but it's a quiet street. Now there used to be a time that across the street club, New York used to be, it, it then became, uh, a, um, a strip club, but like tr- club New York. And yeah. that's where Puffy and JLo got arrested many, many moons ago when that was there across the street, then at four o'clock, you just hear the noise and all that shit. But honestly, it's, I don't live. It's a pretty quiet street for first time square. This is a secondary street. I like how that's the New York City uh, historical fact that you knew. You're like, well, this building's made this. Oh, and this is where Puffy and JLo got fucking locked up right here, right here, right here. Yeah, I didn't realize Puffy and JLo got arrested. What did they get arrested for? Oh my god, that was it was back in the '90s when people were bringing guns to clubs and shit. And so they were they were they were across the street at Club New York, and a melee broke out, some kind of fight or whatever, and they got to get they got they got pulled in. There's pictures of her crying. She's J-Lo crying got in the middle the, of a melee with her. She was packing. No, she wasn't in the middle of the. She wasn't in the middle of the melee. It was just that whatever it was, 
everybody got hauled in and she got hauled in and there's and she's crying there oh wrong place to to wrong court. time situation yeah i thought for but a second was, someone told her that uh if you had my love was not that good of a song and she's like get him she'll never <laughs> stop waiting for tonight now. that's my favorite song waiting right. for tonight is her own is her a good song all right so you also speaking of historical facts you also run a and you were just telling me about this a minute ago you run a donut tour company this is cool as hell i really want to hear about this because i like I, thank you i do i run the underground donut tour which is available right now in chicago portland oregon seattle philadelphia boston and new york city um yeah it's basically eating artisanal donuts and learning fun facts i think new york's the best of all the tours because i'm really serious about my new york history like at the other cities they're all the tours are great, but in the other cities, because you don't have to be a licensed tour guide, they just basically pretty much talk fun facts and things like that, where I get mm-hmm. into it. And basically we're doing four hours. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, two hours uh, walking from, from donut shop to donut shop, uh, talking history, talking things like that. So it's a lot of fun. I encourage you, please be my guests. Yeah, I encourage you to be my guests. Sandy, next time you're home, you have to grab your friends. Or, or you grab your family and you have to learn some donut facts about Chicago. Yeah. You got to do yeah, it. Yeah. Go to Chicago. Please send deep. If you go to Chicago, please, I will comp you uh, for you and how many, how many, how many people you want to come. Discounts. There Chicago. you go. There's two tours in Chicago. We have a regular downtown Chicago and a West loop. I don't know what that means, but there's a West. Yeah. Loop. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm Indian. So you just spoke our language when you said comp um, <laughs> for, for me and my, my family. There you go. You and the cousins yeah. check that one out. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Uh, donuts are always a good time. So I'm, I'm going to go and after we're done this recording anyway. So that's pretty cool. Other than that, definitely check Jenny out. Uh, she's really funny. I've done a lot of shows with you because you're you're doing the club there in Midtown and I'm occasionally there as well. So good times there. So uh, do you um, guys- donuts are all often uh, put into people's mouths. And speaking of that, uh, we have some our uh, next outrage story. Oh, your segue is better. Yeah, story go ahead, consists go ahead. of. Also, something going into a mouth. Uh, this this is an, an this incredible segue. Segue is the story that comes to us from Australia, where a tweet caused outrage because it featured a video of a quokka, a quokka, which is a cat-sized animal that's also called a short-tailed scrub wallaby. Uh, it's a little cute animal, I guess, that uh, is often in Australia. We are learning all kinds of shit today in the show. We're learning about. JLo, and now we're learning about wildlife. This is just an educational adventure here at the Fake Outrage Report. Indeed. Uh, so the so the the quokka was being given a vaping pen by a teenage girl, and then she uploaded <laughs> nice. the video, and uh, and then this prompted a lot of outrage. Um, the RSPCA's Hannah Drever said, in a in a in a in an Australian accent, which was kind of fun, that it was it is completely and utterly irresponsible and unacceptable for this poor, defenseless, vulnerable animal to be subjected to this kind of cruelty and um the twitterverse uh pretty much agreed with that cruelty okay you know what training your dogs to fight like michael vick did that's animal cruelty yeah getting your dog to toke up with you or getting your uh your animal to toke up with you i don't know if that's cruelty or if that's just showing the animal love i don't know what, what do you think jenny yeah i i th- i don't think it's huge outrage i mean people leave I- i've been to, to uh, alaska a few times and people mm-hmm. who leave beer outside, the bears get fucking drunk. And the bears get drunk. And th- there's a story. I learned this story. I was in Alaska one time. They told these people had, they went to Canada. They left their, their beer outside to get cold. The bear drank it. 
Then they thought it was a one-time incident. They left bear again. The bear came back. Then the bear became an alcoholic, and then they had to take the bear. They tranquilized the bear. They took it to AA. No, they took him somewhere else. And then this bear fucking swam across the river, like a lake, to go back to the beer depot. <laughs> yeah, and nice. then this, this time he brought he brought some of his friends, and they they were pledging the and the bear started a fraternity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bear frat. Yeah, but no, but it's a true story. That is a true story, and oh. I think I mean not that the bears did get drunk and they they developed an alcohol problem. How That's many like bears does it take to fuck a bear up though? Because don't bears weigh like nine hundred pounds or something? You'd need like an entire well, yeah, thirty was, rack just to feel it was, a buzz. It was in Alaska. Alaska is like Canadians. They just drink beer for like water, and then just there was cases of it. They had cases of beer out yeah. there. They were having some. So like, some, how does the bear? I just have so many questions because like, if it's inside of either a. Um, either glass bottles or cans like does the bear know how to like reach down and like open the can or they just well, like I think the bear probably squeeze the can oh the they, can yeah they squeeze it open okay yeah that's fucking can, hilarious college kid style yeah no and yeah, then he crushes it on his forehead after yeah that's, that's, that's yeah but I, I don't think that feeding this whatever wombat or whatever they have so many weird animals over there this <laughs> whatever i don't think that that's animal i think it's stupid I don't think it's animal cruelty because it's just, I hope it's just weed. If it was tobacco, I might have an issue. But if it's weed, I don't care. If it's tobacco, I have an issue. If it's weed, I don't care. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, wait, what? The, 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 yes. Weed is way more potent than tobacco. But tobacco gives you cancer. And, but, the, and the animals got that. Not in the quantities. Then tobacco and 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 weed. You can eat the animals can eat the leaves and get high off of that anyway on their own. So it's nature. Can't eat tobacco leaves. You know, no. Jenny's got a point. I never. I really didn't think we were going to be this getting this in depth about getting animals wasted today on the show. But uh, yeah, Jenny strikes a good point. Like uh, marijuana is just a plant, and tobacco. When you think of it in the modern sense it's got a shitload of like chemicals and preservatives and other shit and yeah carcinogens so it, and it, not that i'm condoning giving your uh animal any type of uh foreign illicit substance but if you're going to choose one of those two certainly the cigarettes are the more harmful option Duh. no nah this is this is the, the, <laughs> the problem with cigarettes is the quantities that people use are way higher than marijuana that's why it causes the cancer and all that shit i mean because I, oh, I, you you know, I just I just started doing edibles like six months ago, so I don't want to <laughs> talk out of turn here. You can you, you guys can educate me. But, you know, you you take like a few hits as opposed to like one pack a day of cigarettes. Right. And that's where the shit comes. And you poke like one, one pack a day for like 20 years and then you get lung cancer. But you wouldn't you don't come close to putting that. Like, I don't think I tobacco don't if smoke is smoked in the t- quantities of tobacco smoke. I'm sure you'd have the same shit. It's like, yeah, like, hello, Willie smoke, Nelson. It's not good. Yeah. That's what happened to Willie Nelson. That's why he went to edibles and he quit smoking because he got throat cancer from all his pot smoking. And now yeah. him and Snoop Dogg don't I hang mean, out as much. Rather than quit, he's like, well, is there a more efficient way to do this? <laughs> yeah, he's not going to quit. If you get an animal no. high, like you're you're giving that animal like it's it's it 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 fucks you up worse than to, with tobacco. You're not like out of your mind, you know, and, and the animal that was know the first happening. time I smoked a cigarette. It made me all high and crazy and dizzy. Damn. I've never, I've never smoked. A I've never. Yeah. I smoked. Hey. This, I, I had, I was in a show and I had to learn how to smoke. So I bought a pack of like the Virginia Simpsons. They were all skinny and I thought they were girly. And I was like, ooh, 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 and I passed out in my hey. dorm room at Pitt. 
Back to Australia. So as far as the outrage goes on the Australia animal, what was the animal name? Sound deep? I already forgot what the animal name was. Uh, the animal name is the quokka. The quokka. Q-U-O-K-K-A. Back to the quokka story. Um, I would say that we've done a lot of stories that are like this in the past. We've done, there was the fraternity one or the dog, the dudes are making the dog like shotgun beers. There are a few others that were like that. Uh, this is giving animals anything foreign, I, th- I think is not a good thing overall. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I can't really condone it. But at the same time, I think Jenny struck a good point when she said that there are different levels of things you can give dogs, like, or I'm not dogs, just animals in general. Like, if you're just giving a, your pet a treat of some sort, whether it's a sweet or, or whatever the case is, that's fine. Yeah, uh, or suppose your dog needs, like, CBD. Sometimes you can give an animal, like, a CB, like the same way you treat humans, you can treat an animal. You could give your dog Tylenol. I didn't know that. So yeah, you can give your dog a seat of medicine. Although if you give your dog uh, other stuff, it's a lot more fun. Like Are you guys ready to see my butt bruise? So Sandeep, uh, do you agree with, I, I guess it's sort of Jenny and I disagree a little bit on this because we're talking about, she's kind of like, yeah, give your dog some, you know, fucking crack or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know about giving animals stuff. That's bad. So Sandeep, as a doctor, I know you're not a well, veterinarian, okay. but what do you think? I didn't say crack. I said weed. I know, I know. Um, comedy show. I, I wanted to. Okay, so first, like vaping is like a. So this the uh, a little context. This this the girl put the vape pen in the mouth of the quokka. Mm-hmm. But the but to vape, it's kind of like a complex action. Like you have to you have to suck from that little thing. Um, yeah, you do. And then you know, and you have to. It has to be a very deliberate motion. And then blowing it out like it's hard to do. And so the, the 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 video didn't show like any smoke coming in and out of the quokka. It just basically she put a cylinder into the quokka's mouth, laughed a little and then took it out. So you're saying the quokka doesn't know how to fucking take a hit. OK, right. <laughs> quokka is a square. Yeah, I kind of figured that arc. too. I kind of figured they, they, you have to purse your lips. They don't have that. Yeah, the quokka pulled a Bill Clinton and was like, oh, I did not inhale. Yeah, yeah he totally quokka's- didn't inhale. The quokka yeah. was like, nah. And then he played the sax. Yeah. <laughs> quokka is now the <laughs> prime minister of Australia. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, but I chose the story because here's the, here's the larger issue. And we have been mm-hmm. talking about the larger issue. Yeah. Is the problem with social media now is mm-hmm. that it's kind of like the, it's kind of like there's this principle in physics where you can't, if you try to look at a particle's position and you can't know its velocity and just the act of observing something changes it. And the act of posting something on social media makes everyone's opinion extreme because you have to, it's like when you're being asked your opinion, I feel like there's a natural human um, tendency uh, or pressure to make your opinion as, uh, as extreme as possible to get your point across. Yeah. That's yes. funny you mentioned that because that's actually the story that we're talking about in a couple of minutes. The, my, the story that I brought this isn't week. that funny how that worked out, Phil? It's funny how it always what a works out like that. The other um, thing too. Well, actually, finish your point, hang on, and I'll, I'll hop so in. So Hannah Drever, who's the art. So this is a story about how a teenage girl put a cylinder in uh, of a uh, vape uh, of in a quaka of, of nicotine, which is like even if you took one puff, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most benign things that you can do. And it didn't do that. 
And it was, so it put a cylinder of thing into this animal's mouth and then took it out. And Hannah Drever has to go, this is completely and utterly irresponsible and unacceptable. And you have to like say all this, um, all these hyperbolic type statements, which could also apply if the person did get crack. And, um, and then the, the, the authority said, we have to launch an investigation in the story and oh, another investigation, like 50,000 year dollars and some year and years and uh, five years in jail and $50 for do not launch an investigation. This was a 10 second video of some teenage girl putting something. There is no investigation. I'm assuming that whoever would investigate, you have to pay them and they have to put their time into this. And this is, but this is the kind of shit that you always have to, nothing can just be like, can't the ASPCA said, you know, let's treat animals respect and let's not um, glorify um, putting in putting this in this isn't a big deal but you know then people start giving them cbd or they start being violent and uh but no one does that they always have to every little thing has to be that this is crazy this is terrible and then when real things come everyone's desensitized and i think this is a perfect example this was not a big deal though the concept of getting an animal high would be a big deal but this was not that I like how you said that uh, um, you talked about being desensitized because I think that um, I think that's what social media does. And, and when I'm thinking about it in context of like our our art, right, what we do and even um, every story has been told, right? Every story has been told. It's just our perspective of the story that makes it different. And if people are, you know, desensitized because every story is being told is being screamed at you. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes our job a little harder. That actually, no, that's a really good point, Jenny. And and that's sort of one of the reasons why we do this show is to try to sort through it. And, and I, I want to call back to a previous episode because one of the criticisms I've personally received apparently from uh, some of your, some of your family members is that I I'm known <laughs> as someone who's very indecisive on this show. However, the thing is, it, it's not because I don't have opinions. It's because I'm someone who tries to look at an objective and tries to see both sides as goofy as some of these stories tend to be. And I think what you said a minute ago, Sandeep, nails it in that everything nowadays, it's either a zero or a 10. There's no like nuance to anything. There's no levels to anything. There's no gradients to anything. Everything is either wonderful and cuddly and perfect or it's the biggest atrocity known to man and this person must be fucking yeah. punished and it's just i think it's the medium that we post and then you want to get likes. like it's not just outrage it's like if you have a meal you can't post a picture of your meal and just be like this was this was pretty good i've never did this amazing outrageous outstanding greek salad at this is my fucking bodega. Well, look at this incredible. Wait, uh, did you just say Greek salad? Why are you appropriating the culture of the Greeks? Do you hate Greeks? Do you participate in the oppression of Greek people? Yeah, is that what you do? That's why I insist on pronouncing them gyro because I don't want to say euros and be accused of appropriating. Well, yeah. Well, Jenny, you're you're not you're not white, so you don't have to worry about being accused of. Uh, you're a minority woman, Jenny. You can say whatever the fuck. Yeah, you, want. you can say whatever. You can say whatever <laughs> slur you want. You can you can yeah. probably actually kill you people can, in Times Square, and it'd be okay. Uh, I don't know. Oh you could just say the n word. Your all your response could just be the n word, and then that, yeah, like, no, totally you, you, you could call it the n word salad, and it would actually be okay <laughs> um, because then you you got all the cards to play. But 
Then, and then you, you post a picture of your salad and it turns out that there's some meat in the salad and that and then somebody goes on Twitter and lectures you that you're not supposed to do that because of the moral outrage of that. It, it's a whole thing. But as far as the outrage goes on, that's this- what I, I just mean that you can't post. It's just the act of posting something you have to you, you can't call it decent. Or okay, even mm-hmm. though that's what most things are. Every trip you when you post a trip of your feet on the beach, it has to be the most incredible, illuminating experience. I found myself. Shit is. I get paid for pictures of my feet. Ah. <laughs> By who, what? By who? Oh, creepy yeah. dudes on the internet. It's a whole thing. So no, it's actually a, it's actually a fellow comedian. I'm not going to call him out, but he pays me very well. Oh my yeah. God! You're so free at giving out pictures of your ass. Do they know that? They could have just been seeing your ass for free. Yeah. They, well, the, the butt pics are the sampler, but the feet pics, uh, you know, that's what you got to pay for. <laughs> could I? Could we do like a foot double? Like, could I just put nail polish on my feet and then send it to them and see if they notice the difference? Yeah, I don't know. You have to have beautiful feet like me. I think my feet are. They look feet like. We, we can go. We can go are get a pedicure. We'll figure it out. We'll f- my toes are in order. Like my pinky is toe is like the last one. It's not my ring toe. Isn't the. No, the but so you, you have a Morton toe, meaning your second toe is taller than your, your like, are you like this? Or are you no, like- my second toe is shorter than my first toe. Is that good or bad? That's good. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. You see that? Oh, wow. I, All right, guys. I, I, I do have that. Join I do me have for that my OnlyFans page. Uh, now <laughs> comments on OnlyFans. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to be plugging people's OnlyFans and feet pics accounts on this show today, but here I we are. My feet on Wick, a celebrity wiki feet. So, Sunny, if you were going to um, paint your your toenails, what color do you think you'd paint them? Yeah, what color would you do your toes? Oh, I think bright red. That would probably get the most likes, right? Okay, so you're going yeah, right for it. You're not going to go subtle. Yeah, butterflies if you get them black, let me get them black. That's too rock and roll. Like every all the rockers paint their toes black. Yeah, you're well, not. That's goth. a social media. You gotta, you gotta do the most. It's always the most extreme, right? So it has to be like bright red and bright red with, with the. You they know, like now they do like OPI. What's that? Big Apple Red by OPI. Yes, Big Apple Red. No, that's the color. That's the name of a color. Big Apple Red. So as far I, as the average goes enough for me. on the 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 quaka the quaka story here. Yeah, this is the problem. I think this this does not rot. And I'm tired of uh, you. Everyone just has to use the most extreme language for such uh, benign, benign crap. I, I agree with the principle that maybe you don't want to give animals who have no agency and make them out of their mind. But this wasn't this was they put they put yeah. a cylinder in a quokka's mouth and maybe you shouldn't do that. And teenagers do dumb things and kind of like couch it like that. Like, eh, let's 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 not do this, guys. But it instead, investigation. Are you are you shitting yeah, me? Yeah, and spending money. Can you imagine it's... being an investigator, like being like a really like you know you you dedicate your life to study like you know anapu <laughs> investigation, and this is like your your job, and you get healthcare with it. And now it's like find this teenage girl who put a thing and say, hey, can you not do that? And I, well, what's the investigation? <laughs> like, what the? Are they, yeah, they no, have, like, that, a warrant. That, you have to like point. drop a warrant and go to the judge. To like, the investigation is she shows up, they go to her parents' house and track her the door. phone records, and then you have to like interview her friends. And well, yeah. she does like this guy named Brian right now, and then you have to like talk to Brian and feel yeah. like I heard she yeah. kind of likes you, but she's not sure how you feel about her. And anyway, can you tell me about this quaka thing? And then this this fucking four investigator has to do this because everyone on Twitter is just has to just. Yeah, and they must type their real. You cannot type your real opinion on Twitter. I don't think people type their real opinions. They have to like have the. Don't you have? Do you got you guys post on Twitter? Like, do you ever just Not say really. like, "Hey, have you ever?" You've had many okay average experiences. By definition, most of your experiences have to be in the middle. 
And have you ever posted it and be like, this was decent? But that's the point of social media. I'm not going to post about, um, you know, me watching the Law and Order, the Law and Order Marathon, right? But if I had just discovered the Law and Order Marathon, I'm like, oh my God, I just discovered a Law and Order Marathon. True. That, yeah, yeah the he, there's week. no moral outrage Please. in that, though, is, is what we're saying. But yes, Sandy, <laughs> I think you make a good point. As far as, uh, you know, the whole like extreme opinions and all this stuff uh, when it comes to literally everything posted on the Internet. And actually that the story that I brought today has to do with that. We'll talk about that. Let's put a bow on this quokka real quick first. Though. OK, I'm ruling fake outrage. Phil, what do you got? Um, yeah, well, let me guess. This is a tough one. Well, no, <laughs> that's best for my family. I'll, I'll, I'll go fake with you. So someone, so a comic pays you for pictures of your feet. It's not even like you have oh, a like how we're bracket the feet pick. Jesus Christ. Okay. As far okay. as the uh, outrage goes in this. Yeah, I'll go fake with you, Sandy, but I, I agree with exactly what you just said. Uh, don't get animals fucked up because they can't consent. But in this case, it looked like someone just was just posing for like a TikTok video or something stupid as a joke. Clearly it's a joke. She, this person doesn't run an underground ring where they get quokkas high on fucking meth or whatever. So, it, it, like in this individual instance, yes, fake outrage, but in general, treat your animals kindly. There we go, Jenny. How do you feel about this? How do you feel? I about agree. The, the I, I concur. I concur. Don't give animals anything that they can't pick themselves. Um, and it is fake outrage. Well, how much does someone pay you to for your pictures of your feet? It's not just pictures. Like sometimes he looks at them and he jerks off to them. Oh, so it's through video. Oh, it's a fetish. It's a fear fetish. Yeah. No, no, but it's a live video, and you're like, yeah, yeah. It's a video. Like He's just, I literally, I'm literally just holding the 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 camera up to my feet. And do you ever like, do anything special like these I'm watching like TV, a... and I have it on yeah. mute. Wait, but are you talking? Are you narrating? Or you're just? I'm, I'm not no. doing shit. Okay, you just have a video of your feet, and you don't have to talk then. Like, yeah, no, I'm imagine watching these... TV. I'm doing my own thing. Like, you like my pinky toe? That pinky toe's imagine it on your testicles. That's awesome. Curling right. around your so testicles. <laughs> I've been charge charge extra like I'll narrate for extra. Oh so my gosh, Andy, I fucking love you. You're a good whipper. Okay, how much? But how much do you get? Oh, so for oh, a picture, what is it? A monthly? Is it a weekly flat rate? Or is it like, like I'll get session? 150, 200, 100. Per pick? What per video? Yeah. Are you <laughs> fucking joking? So if she finds three other comics Dude. who are desperate, she can pay minute. her fucking rent. You can rent. get a hand job massage for a hundred dollars for a fucking I know a place where you Dude, get for 40. I was assuming twenty dollars. Are you joking? No, I'm gonna do it for twenty dollars. How is it two hundred? What? Like Jenny, I could go. I do it for five dollars. Somebody wants a picture of my fucking foot. I could get a massage for one hour, and <clears> then they jerk me off, and the price of the massage is sixty, and then the forty dollars is the tip for the hand. That's a hundred dollars for an actual someone, well, actual female woman hand jobs me and then gives me a massage for an hour before that. I cannot believe. Does this guy know that? Can we? You should tell him. No, don't tell him. No, but I. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to ruin Jenny's well, business like, plan. Look, he'll call me and he's like, "Do you want to?" He goes, "Do you have time now?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So like, I hold the the phone up. This is my foot, and I'm just going at this. Oh, I'm so just, it's FaceTime. It's live. It's FaceTime. Yeah, it's live, and I'm just flexing my foot and spreading my toes and. 
So is there, that means you have to always like have your feet ready in presentable position and presentable. Not really. Cause she uh, doesn't have time. Right. Cause what if she gets cold and she hasn't put on nail polish that day or it's chipped? Wait, or so hold right? on. Can, can I ask you a question? And I, I don't really, I don't want to know the person. I don't, I don't care, but I'm like, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Do, yeah. Did this, did this person. No, that, that breaks foot. Like the um, first foot time that they did this. Confidentiality. Yeah, the, yeah. It'll be a HIPAA, HIPAA. violation. Yeah, yeah, it is a HIPAA. It is yeah. a HIPAA. Um, like, did they, like, how did this come about? Did that person, did, like, do they DM you or do they, like, pull you aside at the club and they're like, hey, can I FaceTime you and rub it out to your feet? Like, I think month? one time at a club, he gave me a foot massage. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. And then he got a boner, totally. Okay. Oh, he uh, totally got a boner. So that's what happened. They gave me a foot massage. And like Mrs. Mia Wallace, I never pass up a foot massage. So, I need to go get a foot rub pretty soon, actually. That's, but that's a, a different uh, conversation. reference. All right. So let's reference. let's hop into. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't, <clears throat> didn't finish the story. Oh, so he Jesus gave her the Christ. foot massage oh, and he's like, hey. Give me the foot massage. And then he said, hey, how would you feel about like me? You show me videos of your feet and me jerking off to them and I give you money. And I was like, sure. I said, do I have to watch you jerk off? He goes, no, I'll have my, you won't. And I was like, oh, all right, fine. I don't care. Okay. But then how did you know to ask for 150? Like I would have been like, I, how asked did you know him. That's I said, well, how much he, he apparently has a stable of feet. And <laughs> he goes, so he says that sometimes he pays like he get the most I've, I've gotten. The most I got for him was 200 once. And then he'll send me like a hundred, 150. We've only done it like three or four times. Wait, it isn't a fixed rate. It's just he sends you what he feels like. Depends on how hard he comes. He tips more. Well, I asked, like, I was like, okay, how much? Like, I just, I got a pedicure and I took a video of me, my pedicure. So I said to him, I said, I got a video of my pedicure. Do you, how much do you want for it? How is it? How does a comic have so much money to blow on, on feeds? I think he gave, him com- he gave him comedy. He has a good day job. Cause he's not a, he's not a big guy. I, I don't think he does. Com- I met him in the comedy scene, but I think he gave up comedy and went back to like, a- okay. I've never visited like a hooker, like where you pay them and they fuck you. But I imagine it's like $400. What do we say? What do you say, Phil? I, I don't, I don't know. I've never. It depends. Uh, are you, are you getting would- a hooker on the street? I can tell you what hooker prices are. If okay. you get a bitch on the street is going to be tw- anywhere from 20 for a hand job to a hundred dollars for like, uh, like. No, no. Uh, I'm saying like someone attractive though. Well, oh, if you're doing an escort, that's if you're doing an escort, that's that's five hundred and up. Yeah, no, not an escort. Someone just attractive, but not some broke ass bitch on the street. Who that? wants like a mid range? Sandeep wants the best value for his sex work. Street hoes, or you got high class hoes? They don't got they don't got middle class hookers. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well, I also, I also you know, know what from- we should, we should open up a broad, you know, that sounds like an inefficiency in the market. Like that means, you know, we have to meet that niche. Yeah. We want to ask people who are too poor to afford escorts, but are not trashy well, enough like, to no, get some crazy, like, you know, model. That- They're too good for a crack hole. Yeah. But not good enough. For- yeah. Isn't there so much in the, so yeah, the middle class? You're right. The, the middle class is missing out on some hooker action. Rubbing tugs are for those people. Yeah. Okay. Sandy's trying to maximize his value of his sex work. Okay. So Jenny, you were I, I you were giving your opinion on. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me take another. Uh, my of water. opinion is my opinion. I think it is it's faux outrage. I think okay. that it is uh it's just an excuse and like uh I think like Sandy said like now there's an ex- because of social media we find outrage in everything. 
And so this is just um, outrage for the for outrageous sake. Yes. And, and that actually, uh, that gets right into what we're talking about in the next thing. So our next story here today, let's hop right into the next one here. This is something we're doing a little bit differently here on the show. So Sandeep and I usually go over sort of C-level news stories and we rate them. But there was actually something that I saw in my news feed that I really wanted to talk about in the show. Because I feel like we'd be missing an opportunity if we didn't do this. Um, so this is not a story. It's a study is what this is. And this comes from a very special episode of the reports. That's right. I love the, love the special, the special intros there. This comes from Yale university, which is, uh, local by the standards of this show. It's up in uh, Yale, New Haven, of course, which is, uh, the pizza capital of America. God damn it is New Haven, Connecticut. Throwing that one out there for people. Um, People always get triggered when I say that in New York City. It's pretty fucking funny, but it's true if you ask any of the real foodies. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today, although that does outrage people. I, I pissed off a lot of people, Sunday, when I, when I mentioned that all like the professional food rating, whatever, they always put New Haven as number one for pizza. Uh, a study in the, the Yale concluded that likes and shares on social media are conditioning people to express more online outrage which is something you just said 10 minutes ago sunday before we even started the story is that people's opinions are becoming more extreme over time and they actually did a study on it that proved this so uh, william brady and molly crockett who are uh, folks up at Har- uh, harvard oh boy you don't want to make that mistake you don't want to make that fucking make that ivy league mistake up at yale they're gonna if they ever hear this they're gonna hate me for saying that they did a study where they took 12.7 million tweets from 7,331 users, and they concluded that users who got more likes and retweets from posting some type of moral outrage status were more likely to post more statuses of that type over time. Um, Also, they found that people who are politically moderate were the most sensitive people to those types of digital rewards. And because uh, the the moderate people are the most sensitive, it actually made people who are politically moderate more extreme over time because they were going after those rewards. So basically, Twitter is creating radicals in one direct direction or the other, whether it's lefties or righties or, you know, alt-right or woke kids or whatever the case is. Twitter is, this is part of the business model of social media is putting incentives in there that actually do reward moral outrage. So I guess we should be thanking Twitter instead of hating Twitter for the existence of this show, Sandy. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I, the, the, I read the the study. It it made complete sense to me as a psychiatrist who studied addiction and the Mm -hmm. way addiction were, are the things there, there's certain things that just kind of make us addicted to things. And I think, um, uh, the, the, the lay person knows about dopamine and things that, you know, you get addicted, give you dopamine rush. But if you mm-hmm. go a, a little more into the weeds, um, there are certain ways that the dopamine can come that tend to addict us more. And the most addicting thing is something called um, variable uh, reinforcement. And so if you, if you do something and you get a reinforcement, that's very, um, that's very scheduled, 
that can be sort of addicting, but what's way more addicting is various re variable reinforcement when you do something and sometimes you don't get a reward and sometimes you get a big reward and the spikes are unpredictable. And this is why gambling is so very addictive because it, it really takes advantage of that. And there's a lot, and these social media companies know, and the, the random notifications you get on your phone um, provide that kind of variable reinforcement. The fact that mm -hmm. when you tweet something um, and sometimes it gets a big reward, you know, big, a lot of likes, sometimes it doesn't, you know, that drives it. And it just, it, your, your brain, it just tends to alter. It's, it's like a nudge because it's not such a big high, but that's not what drives your behavior. It's not the, the intensity of the high. Cause if you, um, if you, if you know addiction, like people who are addicted to something after a while, like, you know, whatever it is, marijuana, um, alcohol, drugs, food, the, the reward, they don't feel great even when they do the thing that addicts them. It, it, they feel great at, in the first few times, but then after a year or something of being addicted, it doesn't really give you the high, but it gives you that variable reward. Um, that's why you got to stop for a few months and reset your tolerance. People. That's right. Um, <laughs> and so it, the, the, the degree of high from getting a, from likes isn't, isn't anything close to like, you know, smoking crack or something, but it just does nudge your behavior to want to get a little more of those likes. And, and these social media companies know that. And it, they, mm -hmm. you start to like subtly understand that when you post to something a little more extreme, you get a little more likes, you get a little more buzz, you get a little more uh, action with whatever your, whatever your tweet is. And they know that and it, it changes how you actually behave um, without you totally realizing it. So it makes a lot of sense to me from addiction theory that social media companies know this and they deliberately design their products to, to maximize this. And, uh, and the study actually did prospective study. They actually found people and studied them and their behavior patterns that really did change. It was a, it was a pretty good, pretty good. I think, yeah, it's really interesting. Cause I even catch myself doing that sometimes where, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, who, who your people that you, your most trusted texting circle is, but once in a while, uh, you know, somebody will screenshot a thing of like, Hey, I might be posting this thing. Do you think this is going to do good? Or do you think this is not worth it for me to do? You know, cause at the end of the day, a lot of us are after, uh, that when you said it doesn't really get you high, but after that good feeling, I guess you could say of getting those rewards, getting them likes, you getting people to smash that, you know, uh, that share button and, and, and all that, that sort of thing. And so I completely yeah. understand how this study talks about how it changes people's behavior because 15 years ago, you know, you go on vacation or you have an opinion on something or you're eating something, whatever the case may be that commonly posted items, you never think like, oh, I got to fucking share this with the world. But nowadays, it's almost like people do stuff so it's shareable. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost I think, like people do stuff backwards yeah. now. And I think when you recount something, even when you went on vacation before social media, when you came back, you had to were friends like, how did that go? I think whenever you have to tell a story, you always have to make it a little more than it was. And I, so I think that that thing is inherent. Like that vacation was great. I, I, I yeah. feel like I don't ever ask people how their vacations were. And their vacations were okay. <laughs> they were decent. No one says that, but they have to. A lot of your vacations have to be okay. They cannot. You know what? Everyone can't be a You're home right. run. Like they're either it's either the best vacation ever or like something went catastrophically wrong. And there's a cool story, you know, like, oh, it rained the whole time. Or, you know, the hotel we stayed at fucked up our uh, housekeeping or, you know, whatever the whatever the thing is. So to that end, I feel like there is some shorthand when people on Twitter post something and then people make this shortcut with like, 
oh, this many people had this re extreme reaction, therefore this thing is unpopular. But I really feel that the people who post something that is not their real opinion, and if you actually ask them to like, okay, was this the most terrible thing? And they'll be like, they'll. I think they would be no, but I I would like to see that study. But I I don't think that when people post on something, they're doing it to get likes and it's not their real opinion. And that that distinction is never discussed. I uh, agree with you 100%. And let me take it one step further. There are also people who have sort of online personas and then you see them in real life and they're not even going to back up that opinion they posted. Like I've gotten called a sexist and a racist and a Nazi sympathizer and, you know, a secret conservative online all the time. By people but who I'm like are. friends with in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then like I'll see the person uh, at you know uh, a bar or uh, wherever I see them, and they're like, "Oh hey, what's up, Phil? How's it going?" Like they're all like super nice <laughs> because th all they were doing is just scoring their woke points online on my back. And but they don't actually give a shit. And, and that's the thing. You nailed it a second ago, Sonny. People aren't even posting their real opinions. They're posting the opinions that they think will get that reward. Right. Also, and it's subtle, I, too. I don't think people have a, a lot of people aren't have a conscious thing. No, they're not subtle you, about it anymore. You're changing Jenny, your you behavior and your writing because it's been it's been honed by your brain. It's like this. This is now the subconscious brain that just kind of knows how to phrase things to get a little more likes. And it's you're doing it without thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. And it's changed. I mean, as extreme as it is and as stupid as it may be, sometimes it changes the way we do business, because now. Everyone is so concerned. Like my boss, um, uh, my boss for the for the donut for the donut tour is so paranoid about stuff like that that he's like, "Well, we don't want to get a bad review, so let's just like I at one time I had to give this woman. This woman was a bitch. She wanted she wanted a a private tour, right? She wanted us to run it backwards, right? She wanted to. She wanted to start at the last stop, which is isn't a big deal. But these are the demands she was making, and we charged. She she insisted on not paying the extra fee for the private tour. She insisted on not doing. She didn't even. We we add a, a gratuity to the tour. She insisted we take that off, and then I was she like, wasn't Indian, you know, was she by any chance? I just want to. No, make she sure. was white. Guaranteed, she's white. I don't know. White, Karen. No, she was white. She yeah. was white. Okay. All right. Oh. Whew. Yeah, that's right. But um, but then, but I've had that with some Indian guests too. So. No, <laughs> God damn it! Um, what what, what would Indian like, Karen be called? Would an Indian Karen be called? Like, is there like a, a yeah. certain Indian name? Indian, Kamala, yeah. Kamala, <laughs> Kamala. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so like, and she, he's like, he's like, well, let's just honor her because I don't want her going on like Europe and saying that we didn't. I was like, but she's not following our rules, right? She made us like I had to go do a bunch of shit that I wouldn't do that uh, that we set as policy. I had to undo that shit so this Karen wouldn't lose her shit on these fucking Karens are being rewarded for their shitty behavior because yes. everyone is afraid of Yelp reviews. So they just like they fucking know that that's what's just... happening. Yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. Well, you know, and also uh, I like that they finally gave. Uh, I don't know if this is the case on Yelp. So I don't fucking use Yelp, but there are other rating, um, like on Google and other rating platforms, where they they do let businesses finally respond nowadays. So you can just go on there and be like, "No, you listen, bitch. This is what really happened." That way, people can can kind of. Well, you can do that in Yelp. Opinion. The problem done, is, no, I've done it for for my tour. Like this, this girl mm -hmm. was like, 
these are, I would have never had these flavors. This is a waste of my time. And I think it was so stupid. So I wrote, um, you're a stupid bitch. If we, I said, if, if, I said, usually walking, I learned how to, I know how to tell you to fuck off without, I said, Oh, thank you for contact. Thank you for your feedback. Usually mm-hmm. walking towards are to try things we've never tried before or else we'd all be eating powdered donuts. I'm so <laughs> sorry that you feel that this was stupid. I would love to refund you your money fully for, so let me make this right and less stupid. Thanks. You know what? She never responded. She never called for her money. Yeah. Well, oh, and that's, and you did the right thing. You, you reached oh, out. That's how and- I know she's not Indian. The Indian would have called for her money. Uh, so you told us that we can have the refund? Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, here's the problem with the, uh, responding to feedback. And you can totally respond. But the problem is when you Google a business, the first thing, the, the thing that you can see is the star review. And you can rate it. Yep. Most people are going to rate it by the star. So you can have like, you know, if you have three and a half stars and your people had, you had completely ridiculous reviews that everyone, if they actually read your response, would be like, oh, yeah, this person sucks. But they never even get that far because they just it's just about three point five. That's the number. And whatever, they don't take out the bad reviews. And, you know, I, I want to take um, that a step further too, Sandy, actually. And I, I didn't actually think we were going to be directly applying it to business, but that's a great example, Jenny. That, that's a great tie-in. Mm-hmm. Because have you ever looked, and you know how you, you, you can sort it by star rating? Most places, it's like, you know, if they're great, it's a lot of five-star, slightly less four-star, slightly less three-star, slightly less two-star. But then at the bottom, the one-star, it like bumps back up a little bit. Sometimes there's more one-star than there are two or three. And that actually goes along with the extreme opinion, because there are people who rate things either five or one. You know, it's either Mm -hmm. extreme in one direction. It's either the greatest donut ever or it fucking sucked and tasted like, you know, poop or jizz or whatever. It's very uh, it is very extreme. Even when it comes to one through five reviews, people aren't aren't willing to give a nuanced two or three star review. That's a great, great goddamn example, Jenny. I actually really like that. Indeed. I just wanted to share this story because even though it's not a normal smarter than I look, huh? I'm smarter than I look. (laughs) Me too. You're wearing the librarian glasses. You look pretty smart. (laughs) There we go. That that no one can see. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to share that because this is, uh, you know, we're the guys who study this case by case. So I, we'd be remiss in our duties to not shout out to, to Yale for doing an actual professional study on this. I'm going to email these people and see if I can, because I'd really like to talk to these folks about, how they went about this. Cause it's uh, you know, again, it's my, my area of expertise and I guess theirs too, cause they're, they're doing uh, professional studies on it. So that's pretty cool. But now we get to the part of the show where we ask our guest, Miss Jenny Saldana, is there anything that you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on here in the universe? Um, there's plenty to be outraged about right now. There's plenty to be outraged. Um, I'm outraged about the fact that certain employers Considering the fact that we've had a pandemic, uh, are like still treating people like it's be- like it's before the pandemic. The whole world's changed. We changed the way we do business. Yep. We changed the way we treat our employees. And if you if you haven't if you haven't stepped up, you have to step off. So I'm really outraged about that. I'm full outraged. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, Jenny. Specifically, what do you what do you mean? I mean, I think that a lot of a lot of businesses are, now. This is it's been documented. People are quitting their jobs. I just quit my job. People are quitting their jobs because they figured out that there are ways to 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 make money and live your life and pay your bills that don't require that you go into an office every day if you don't want to. Yep. And a lot of jobs are not requiring people to go back and like people are like, okay. listen, I don't have to do that shit anymore. No, they're yeah, actually yeah. Okay, they've, so. they've been doing surveys on this. And I, I forgot which survey this is. And I, I don't know exactly where to cite, but I've read a few articles that say that 
Uh, a major survey, they found that 40% of Americans are planning on quitting their job before the end of this year. 40%. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's that's almost half of people are like, fuck this job. Yeah. It's very interesting right now what's happening in the, in the workforce. Uh, I'm all for it, by the way. I love Me the too. fact that people are demanding more out of their employers and demanding more of a work-life balance. I think it's fucking incredible. It's going to lead to really a, a new era of creativity and hopefully less depression in people. You know, that's a great fucking outrage that employers. And you said you had another yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm outraged at the employers because people are quitting. If, if, and I love that the point that you just made. If 40%, that, if, that doesn't, if that doesn't sound off the alarm to, for you people, that shit needs to change, you know, that we're no longer going to put up with, with like with grunt work, then that that's, you know. People just want more time to spend with their their friends and family and do things that's they want to do. And their and time. And that's it. It is what it is. Time is money. I learned that over the pandemic too, because I, um, you know, a little not to make it about me, but I've, I've worked in uh, hotels, which is a service job for the last decade of my life. And the amount of times I've missed out on cool shit because I had to go into work on the weekends uh, kind of starts to grate on you after a while, because now I had a year where I didn't have to say no to anybody because I was off for a year. And I realized like, oh, hey, you know what? Having time to fucking, you know, even if it's just like a Zoom chat with friends or a video game, having time to hang out with your friends is fucking awesome. I want to do more of that and less going into work and making other people happy. And, yeah. and a lot of people, that's why, by the way, the hospitality industry is having a hard time uh, hiring people because people don't want to work weekends and they don't want to work for shit wages anymore. Not that I make a shit wage. My job is lovely, but a lot of people do in the restaurant industry, not to yeah. mention the, the me too yeah. shit that happens in that industry, but that's a whole other thing. What was the other thing you were um, going to mention? I have a phone, a phone outrage. All right. Hit me. Hit me with it. My phone outrage is about like women defending Cuomo. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, is that happening? Oh boy! Oh boy! No, there's this. There's this. Uh, it's a faux outrage. So I'm not like there's. I I mean I had joined this group at one point when I was being a homosexual. And oh, I, you were a homosexual. Yeah. So let me let, let, let me just backtrack this because I know. Um, I'll just do a quick little mansplaining of this story. Um, because we we have a lot of people listen to this show who are from other countries. So. Uh, local elected official, governor of this state that we're in New York, uh, his name is Andrew Cuomo. Well, he's not the governor anymore. He stepped down. Um, he no, was he like, gave us two weeks notice. Yeah, he was hugely popular yeah, so last governor. year because he was doing like arguably better virus updates for uh, COVID than the actual president of the United States at the time. And so people were, he was kind of getting a fan base. And because he has that sort of like alpha bro Italian sort of like how you doing thing, a lot of people Man, were expressing rings. that they were sort of attracted to him. Uh, and so, but then fast forward eight months and uh, he's gotten me too, basically. He did some fucking shit he wasn't supposed to do to the ladies. And uh, and now people who were Cuomo sexuals are kind of backtracking that. That's just a quick recap of the story. Jenny, continue. So like, now, like I believe the women. Well, of course, I believe the women, but I, I, I love. That's why I'm not like a full feminist. I'm like a seminist, you know, because I believe, believe the women. You, you can I love nuance. Him. You can be a feminist and have nuance. Of course, and look of at course, things on an individual. Course. But I was like, yeah, I need you to let me off the elevator first, but oh, I better have equal pay. Like <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> that's a feminist in me. You better let me off the elevator first, bitch, or else I think you have no manners. Better, I want equal pay. 
that's funny but as far as the 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 uh the cuomo thing goes so you're outraged at because i didn't even know there were women who were sticking up for him but i guess it was i just saw it i i just saw it on 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 a one of the facebook mm-hmm. club joins that i joined when i was being a cuomo sexual and now these women are like can you believe these are just vindictive women trying to bring down a powerful man i was like slow down. Just, whoa like I, like they're really and i'm like i can't i can't i can't subscribe to this so uh, maybe it's not Boa. Homosexual for life. Real that, that, that's a hilarious fucking outrage. People are still fucking on the bandwagon. I like that. Um, all right. So you can have fun with your homosexuals. Sandeep and I are we're gonna go get some donuts in a couple of minutes. But that is a great place to end. I'm gonna go get donuts too. Where are you guys getting donuts? I have no fucking idea. Well, I'm gonna probably somewhere in our neighborhood, maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. You can email us and Send us pictures of your feet and your donuts at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Give us five stars, not one star. We don't want those extremist one star. We want the five stars on the iTunes. If you have 30 seconds of your life or 45 seconds, if you want to write a great one, we appreciate that. Uh, I am Phil Causey on all the socials. Sandeep Sen is Sandeep Sen Comics, spelled deep like the water uh, on socials. And you can find Jenny if you want to find her at The Little Brown Girl Show on Instagram. Yeah, just follow my Instagram, The Little Brown Girl Show. Little or Brown my, Girl Show. Love or it. Or my website, Jenny Saldana, because they don't websites don't allow you to put tildes on your name. So it's Jenny Saldana, like like if you're a white girl or something. Uh but before yeah. we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? You know, I just railed against that, you know, we should post more real reviews because everything is ex- um you yeah. know extreme. But ex- post a review a five-star extreme awesome review of yes. our thing and then start yeah yeah, yeah. Do really yeah. Don't, don't, don't yeah. put the three star like, yeah, this podcast is okay don't do that start yeah. after especially no. since i'm on the show today give me the five star that too there we go